Hello, hello. It's another case of mixtape and identity, and my guest this week is Kirsty Weebeck. Thank you so much for joining me. This is episode 52 of Mixtape and Identity. My guest this week is comedian, actor, voiceover artist Kirsty Weebeck. This is a conversation I had with Kirsty back in November, I think. Um, I first came across Kirsty's work through her stand-up special on Paramount Plus. Um, friend of the show, Cam, was kind enough to lend me his login details so I could watch Michelle Brazier's special, and he recommended that I check out Kirsty's while I was on there. I did. I loved it. Uh, but if you tell me to check out an Australian comedian, what I'm hearing is book someone on your podcast. So <laughs> I did that as well. I uh, had an awful lot of fun with the with the playlist. Some absolutely banging songs on here. And given that this is nearly six months later, um, I, I'm still listening to, to quite a few of these songs. Um, and yeah, still absolutely loving them. So go and check that out. If this is your first time listening, uh, you can check out our playlists ahead of the, the show coming out so we release those on a Monday the show comes out on a Thursday so the Spotify profile it's Mixtape and Identity uh, all the links are in the description of the podcast and uh, yeah just follow us on Instagram at Mixtape and Identity for any and all updates there uh, this is a really fun chat uh, Kirsty is an absolute blast we had a really fun time recording one thing I will say is Kirsty's dog is in the room quite a bit. I'm not, not complaining. Um, big fan of a dog getting love and attention. Um, but yeah, there's a, there's a bit of rattling uh, you might hear throughout the episode. So if, if you're wondering what that is, that's what that is. Uh, I'll be back at the end of the episode, but for now we'll get into episode 52 of Mixed Up and Identity with Kirsty Weebeck. So how often do you actually listen to the music at the moment, Kirsty? Every day, in yeah. some way, shape, or form. But yeah, I'm a massive music listener. So I'm a huge walker as well, and I usually have music on while I'm walking. And huge radio fan in the car. Okay. So whenever I'm out and about uh, driving to shows or whatever, I, I always have the radio blaring, which right. keeps me up with all of the latest hits in Australian music. <laughs> 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 That's one of my common questions, actually, is, like, do you, do you try to find new music? Do, is that something you actively do, or do you go back to all familiar? Big combination, I reckon. I, yeah. I think I started listening to the radio because I realised that I was mostly listening to whatever I'd curated on Spotify or Apple Music or whatever. And yeah, whilst I love all of that music, I was like, wait up, I have literally no idea what's happening yeah. outside of <laughs> the old favourites. So... I started yeah. listening to the sort of alternative youth radio station in Australia, Triple J, and they yeah. very much play music that's sort of my jam. And and as a result, I I feel trendy again. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm I'm more up to date with what's going on in the real world now. Right, that's good. That's good. Yeah, I've, I've had quite a few Australian comics on, and Triple J comes up a lot. Um, and as someone from the from the UK and Ireland, it's quite strange to have like a beloved radio station. It seems to be like universally accepted that Triple J is really, really good. Um, yeah, don't really have that in the UK. You sort of got like Radio One for young people, and then you know as you get a little bit older, it's maybe it's a little bit too youthful. If that makes sense. They, they do some cool things, but then a lot of it it is aimed at the youth. That's the whole point of it. 
um, so yeah, we don't really have an equivalent, I, th- I don't think. I, th- I think what you're saying is true of Triple J as well, uh, what you're saying about Radio 1. Right, in that okay. there's, there's this argument that comes up every year because Triple J have um, this uh, very coveted um, Triple J's Hottest 100 where they count down yeah. the Hottest 100 songs as voted by the listeners each year. And it's a big deal to bands if they get on it and, and that kind of jazz as well. But every year when the Hottest 100's on, all of these older people like millennials and boomers and, and, and that that kind of ilk start going, I don't know any of these songs. And every year it turns <laughs> into this war where everyone's like, it's not designed for you. You're not meant to be listening. It's a youth radio station. But even though I'm certainly right. not their demographic anymore, it's my favourite station. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think that, that definitely would have been me at some point, but I've... Um... Thankfully, I've grown out, out of that mentality of like, you know, someone who comments on something and be like, I've never heard of this person. Like, oh my gosh, that's, what? <laughs> that's my pet hate. Whenever, whenever anything, <laughs> whenever I do anything on, on TV or whenever there's like a, a clip of my stand up released or whenever I'm oh, announced yeah. on something, right. uh, half the comments will be who? And <laughs> And it's like, mate, no, like no one's heard of you either. Like, yeah, exactly. yeah. <laughs> and and I'm not yeah. out here assuming that everybody in the world knows who I am. Like, I'm just trying to do my job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. It, it really winds me up. If you were genuinely curious, you could Google it. Like, it's not it's not hard. Yeah, yeah that's it's, exactly right. It's like right. the opposite of virtue signaling. It's you know, wankers signaling. Yeah, <laughs> wankers signaling. <laughs> that's all they're doing. <laughs> It's just, you know, just need to show the world that I'm being a bit of a dickhead. Yeah, 100%. And the funny thing as well is that half the time it's attached to, like, a literal article that is explaining who you are. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, if you click on the link, mate, like, this whole article's been written about whatever that person's (laughs) up to. (laughs) All the information's right there. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Oh, that's it. Um... And then with the with when you're listening to your own music, then if it's not on the radio, are you going through through playlists then, or do you go for albums, or what's the what's the go to? Um, I I reckon I go through seasons of that. So, right. and it probably just depends on what albums have been released recently. Right. But generally, I've got a playlist which is my default, and I'm adding to it all the time. Every time I hear a cool song on the radio or whatever, or you know, every time I shazam a cool a cool song in a restaurant or whatever, like I'll, I'll chuck it onto that playlist. So that's sort of my default. But then, you know how every now and then there's just this week where all of your favourites are releasing a new album and you're like, this is the best. Right. I've got like four new albums to check out. Then I'll yeah. go through a few weeks of listening to all of those albums because I'm not sure, I'm not sure if it's human nature or if I'm just particularly cynical I don't think it's the latter. I'm I'm not known for being a cynical person, but it t- it takes me a bunch of listens to like any album. Like it's like right. my defaults. Like, oh, well, what have they done? And then I'll listen a second time, and I'll be like, oh, this is kind of cool. And then by like five spins, I'll be absolutely besotted by it, and I won't be listening to anything else for six weeks. Yeah, sure. 
Sure. It's a, a strange phenomenon, but yeah, the, at the moment there's a few yeah. albums that are on high repeat. Excellent. I think that's I think that's pretty normal. I I go through similar sort of things, um, but that's uh, I mean I think that's one thing I talk about a lot that we sort of lose through streaming and through relying on playlists is that you know it's very easy to just skip a song or remove a song from a playlist if you're not really feeling it. Whereas mm. you know when you had just an album to listen to, you were sort of that was the thing that you were doing. You were sort of stuck listening to that album, and you had no choice but to sort of get used to it and you know stick with it um yeah like yeah, you weren't like, you weren't getting up and fast forwarding the cd player every time that song yeah, exactly. came on you were just letting it play yeah. through yeah yeah exactly but no i think that's i think that's pretty standard i think it's just like i think i for a long time lost the attention span to do that to stick with an album for those like five or six listens so i would just sort of i would listen to playlist and then i would listen to an album and i would sort of pick out the ones that i kind of liked from the album and I'd stick that in the playlist and then sort of ignore the rest um it takes yeah i think it takes like a conscious effort for me now to actually like stick on an album and then stick with it for for a few listens anyway yeah sure yeah, yeah. that makes sense i mean i one of my favorite topics to bang on about is how terrible our attention spans are now. <laughs> right. Yeah, just yeah, with yeah. everything in general. And I think you hit the nail on the head as well. Like just the way technology is now, we can just get rid of anything we don't like or like immediately yeah. all the time. Like, yeah, yeah, it's so easy to not only skip through a song, yeah. but get rid of it so it doesn't play yeah. at all. And now as far as you know, the album's only got seven songs on it rather than ten or whatever. Yeah. And I remember I did that. I did that accidentally once on Spotify. I can't remember what album it was, but somehow I accidentally only had like six out of nine tracks of this album, and I okay. and I loved it. But for ages, I thought it was like essentially an EP. And then right. I was I was in a mate's car once, and these like bonus tracks were playing, and I was like, <laughs> what? And that's how I realised that I'd accidentally deleted like a third of the album and just had no idea it existed. <laughs> oh man! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's a go to subject for me as well. Sort of the the attention span thing because I think like it's it's it it goes both ways. It's like you don't have to have an attention span anymore because you know everything is so instant and uh, disposable. And then, on the other side, people are cynically creating content, trying to appeal to people who have a low attention span. So yeah. you end up with very, like, you know, attention-grabbing, very quick-moving, short content. Um, which, yeah, like, there's there's a lot of stuff missing from that. But I, I that's what, one of the things I really like about doing this show and having the playlists is I listen to these over and over again in preparation for for a show and like i don't know a lot of the songs because my tent my music bubble has been so small for such mm-hmm. a long time so i'm kind of doing that album thing of like sticking with it and listening to the songs over and over um and that's been really i think that's been really good for me in a number of ways like sort of trying to get that a little bit of that attention span back and a little bit of that sort of um i don't know i think i think part of it as well is sort of like getting over myself a little bit and like <laughs> accepting that maybe I'm not right instantly, a hundred percent of the time. You know, maybe sometimes I need to stick with a song and, like, 
maybe the artist knows a little bit better than I do. I just need to sort of bear with it and see things from their perspective. Yeah, um, that that is true because we have this immediate like, no, this isn't for me, and yeah. and I know straight away. But like with music, I absolutely don't know straight away, like ever. Mm. Um, like yeah. things grow on me all the time musically. So you're right; there is definitely an element of getting over yourself and being like, uh, no, I'll have another yeah. go. Yeah, absolutely. I I'm, I'm fearful sometimes. I go too far the other way. Um, with this, like sometimes I'm like, I listen to songs that are objectively bad. I'm like, oh, this is actually good. Like I'm in, I'm enjoying this. This is great. And I have to sort of check myself and be like. No, some some songs are just bad, and that's okay. um, <laughs> yeah. not on your list. Though I'll make that very clear um, in, case you're, in case you're waiting for the one that I'm going to shit over. Um, <laughs> oh, there's some doozies in there, but because I listen to so much music, and um, yeah, you know, growing up was such a huge part of my formative years. Um, yeah, it was where I grew up. It was uh, the activity we did was we went to the local youth centres to band nights like every weekend. And sure. um, I grew up in Canberra in, in Australia, the nation's capital, if you will. And, um, and, and we just had these incredible bands uh, during, yeah, during my sort of teenage years. And even now they've just got a really thriving band scene that sort of endured over the years. And, yeah, we spent all of our free time at live gigs and it, mm. it was a huge part of my team. So when you sent me through the list, um, like the criteria for each song, I like I was thinking about it and thinking about it and then and then I was like, Do you know, I've got to commit to just the first thing that pops into my mind. Right. So for each yeah. one, I'd just read the line and I'd be like, whatever springs to mind immediately, like that's my answer. Or I'll have to like right. take the week off work and just commit to this <laughs> playlist. <laughs> and I'll be changing it and I'll be emailing you going, no, I've got a new list now. So I was like, that's my criteria. Whatever the first thing that pops in is, that's what you're going with. Good. Excellent. Yeah, <laughs> I've, yeah I've, I've had a few people say the same thing. I mean, like... Um, yeah, it took me a long time to get to a point with my list where I was like, I'm just going to leave that now. I haven't thought about it in a while because it just it just took over, you know, for a long time. It was like, it just I kept on overthinking it. And because I had that rule where you only allowed one artist, um, or there were like no repeated artists. So then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, but if I, if I pick that for that one, then I can't have that for that one. And <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, I was the same eventually. I was just like, right, no, I'll just like, bang, 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 get it done. Um, <laughs> All right, perfect. So we'll we'll get started on the list then. So the song one is a song you fell in love with straight away. So you went for Bull Breed uh, yes. for Royal Otis. Yes. I discovered Royal Otis really recently and again uh, through listening to Triple J. Okay. And I just I was on my way to a show one night and Bull Breed came on and I was just thinking, like, the whole rest of the trip to the show, like, I just kept saying the name, like, so I, so I remembered right. what the name was, and, so, um, and then, yeah, I added it to the, to the playlist straight away, uh-huh. and, um, yeah, and then I've had it on high rotation, and it's just so, um, it's just so peppy and upbeat, and it's just got right. this really nice energy about it, and, yeah, I loved it from the get-go, and, 
it, it went on the old gym playlist and yeah, I reckon I probably listened to it five times a day, but yeah, it's such a bop. I really love it. Yeah. Yeah. It's a really fun song. Um, it's a bit of a strange one for me because, uh, obviously it's summer where you are mm-hmm. very much not the case in Belfast. Um, so it's kind of strange to listen to because I was like, I can see why you'd be enjoying this right now. Um, cause it's a very sort of summery, like boppy song. And then, you know, when I'm looking at my window and it's just, it's black at 5 PM and <laughs> it doesn't quite fit the vibe. But, well, um, if if it's any consolation, Shane, we're having a very strange end to spring down here, and we all had our puffer jackets on the last two weeks, so we're right. we're probably not too far off Belfast at the moment. <laughs> I mean, that cannot possibly be true. <laughs> I, I appreciate what you're trying to do, Kirsty, but no, that's the like, <laughs> I I absolutely knew as I was saying it that it was the most far fetched <laughs> thing I'll say all day. But we we we've got this. You can see, you can currently see because I've got a bit of sun on my face. But this is the first time yeah. we've had sun for a good while. So right. I, I'm planning on getting out and enjoying that. But you're right, yours, you're, you will have it a lot worse in Belfast. I think we can all agree <laughs> upon that. <laughs> yeah, 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 good. <laughs> find some common ground there. Um, yeah. But you're right, it's a very summery anthem. Yeah, that's what I thought. And I think it's one I'll, I'll, definitely, I'll definitely come back to because I, I, I do sort of make playlists based on, on moods and, and weather and stuff like that. And I think it's a very, it felt like a very nice, like, uh, driving in the summer, windows down, like that kind of vibe. Hundred um, percent. But it's it's a it's a it's a really lovely, fun song. Like I'm yeah, it's really so good. Yeah, yeah. They've got a new yeah. one out as well that I heard recently, and yeah, I mean, I guess I just really like them as a band now. Um, mm. Yeah, then their new song, I think it's oh, it might be called Kool Aid, uh, but yeah, or basically all of their music's really fun. Um, okay. Yeah, big fan now. Excellent. All right, mm. I'll take a moment. Yeah. Um, okay, song two then is a song that took you a while. So you went for This Hell by Rina Sawayama. Yes. Rina Sawayama. Yes. Right, yeah. I love this song now, but it was on high rotation on Triple J for a while. And I don't know if you ever have this shame, but like... You keep hearing a song and, like, you're literally on the fence. Like, you genuinely don't know how you feel about it. Um, sure. Like, it'd come on and I'd be like, oh, yeah. Like, I know this one. And then I'd be listening to it and I'd be like, oh, is it annoying? Or, and it, like, for ages it'd come on. And I reckon, oh, I reckon I heard it on Triple J for, like, six weeks before finally I was like, I think I like it. And then added it to my playlist but every time I was like oh I like it I don't like it but again it's like super upbeat and it's quite poppy but a bit grittier um yeah yeah I I really like it and it's definitely a fun one to have on like any kind of exercising playlist sure yeah it's a, re- it's a really fun song. I think I kind of went the opposite way. Like, I really, really liked it the first time I heard it. And then slightly more recently, I've been like, mm, is this annoying? Am I, am <laughs> I enjoying this? Um, I, I, still, I, I still think I am. And I, I love the, um, 
I love the lyrics in it. It's 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 really fun. And yes, the lyrics are great. Very, very gay. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's so gay. Uh, <laughs> but I um, I I talk about this band that I love a lot. Um, called Frightened Rabbit. They're a, a Scottish band, and the lead singer and the songwriter, uh, Scott, is um, an amazing lyricist, like incredible. And he they have a song which is about death and he in that song describes heaven as an eternity of suffering in the company of all those christian men oh which wow i think it's just a beautiful lyric mm. fun and beautifully poetic and now i'm just delighted to have the extremely gay other side of the coin with <laughs> this hell is better with you it's like i've got my invitation to damnation what is it get in line drink the wine bitch something like that um like yeah the yeah, looking thirsty, yeah all that stuff oh, yeah 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 it's, yeah, it's so other, saucy yeah, and like yeah i love it. it yeah absolutely that's yeah. that's funny that's a good observation <laughs> it's like yeah it is it's 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 so funny I'm, yeah it's great <laughs> yeah yeah i really like it um it's it's a real it's a yeah i i like i i grew up christian so like i i do sometimes enjoy like a little bit of a a fuck you to that kind of that yeah religion Um, same yeah it's just like yeah just like we're we're going to hell i mean it sounds like fun let's like that's yeah it's like yeah, well, I'd rather yeah, that I mean, than the alternative. People are going to be there. It's going to be yeah, <laughs> that's where the party's going to be. That yeah, exactly. yeah that's so exactly. true. I, I, I'm in your camp as well. I grew up. Um, yeah, I was raised Catholic, and right. uh, until I was twelve, and when I was twelve, I was like, I hate this. I'm not doing this anymore. And you know, luckily my parents were were cool with that because that's quite quite right. young to to make that call. But uh, they were like, yeah, fair enough. And um, yes, yeah, so, you know, when I think back on all of the stuff we were told as tiny children, like, and the impact that that had on our sense of self and whatever, like, I'm the same as you. When you, yeah, when you hear a song like this and, yeah, that, yeah. that's really, um, yeah, in a, in a fun, playful way, like, essentially denouncing those kind of ideas, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> I can yeah. get around that. <laughs> yeah, it's good, for sure. <laughs> All right, um, we'll move on to the song. Three is a song from Introduction to Music. So you went for End of the Road by Boys to Men. Uh, yeah, I, I reckon I was in year three and this song was all the rage at St. Jude's Primary School. And right. <laughs> and I remember, I reckon this is my first memory of somebody asking me what my favourite song is. And it was another kid on the playground and it was definitely a test to see how cool I was. And, (laughs) I mean, what, I would have been seven or eight years old in in grade three, but I couldn't think of any. I wasn't, um, my my parents weren't massive music players and, you know, the music that they did play was absolutely not of interest to a small child. So we, so I hadn't had this big musical influence on my childhood, but I just remembered a song my mate had said she loved a few days earlier and it was right. Boys to Men, End of the Road. And so I said that, having absolutely no idea even which part of that sentence was the band and which was the song. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
right. But I blurted it out and then I uh, I found it and I, I listened to it later and I made sure that I really got across it. And I learned all the right. words and then by virtue of like, you know, basically forcing it to be my favourite song because I told the lie... It then it then ended up being my favourite song at the time, and I used to sing it all the time. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> I'm like, it's not a lie if you back it up later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was just a prediction, not a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good. Oh, brilliant. Um, so was that was that an acceptable answer then? Like uh, like in terms of the cool test, were they were they okay with voice? Big time, a... big time. Yeah, okay. Yeah, oh. they were they were wild for it. Um, I mean, that would have been in like ninety one or ninety two, I guess. And yeah, like okay. that was probably the correct answer. <laughs> oh, okay, great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, do you listen to it all night? Like, is it is it in rotation ever? No, no, I don't listen to Boys to Men ever. But <laughs> that's fair. But yeah. <laughs> but when I was writing this, I was like, you know, I reckon End of the Road would hold up. It was a yeah, it was a pretty sweet song. Yeah, no, it's it's a good song. I I find part of it a little bit odd in the sense that, like, obviously, Boys to Men. Um, when people say boys to men they think like very sexy meant to be very sexy music right um oh okay and... that that no? bit no you're probably right i just never thought of it in that way because probably because i was in year three when i was wild for them i mean and... that's fair yeah <laughs> yeah but and, and and that love affair for boys to men didn't last because uh, right, sure. because then I got into music and other music fell upon my radar. But but as you're as you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, of course. But yeah. I mean, I that I wasn't the lens through which I I, I listened to. Yeah, it. Mm. that makes sense. When you're <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I think well, like, cause I think a lot of people talk about Boys to Men as like like sexy music. I don't mm. think this is necessarily a very sexy song, mm. um, but. There's, I think it is kind of meant to be, but then there's there's this bit where the guy's speaking and he's just like, he's you know he's got the very deep voice, um, yeah, and he's saying he's saying you know that he just he wants his woman back. It's like talking directly to her, and he's saying like, all those times you went out with that other guy and you were cheating on me, I knew about that. I just didn't care, and you're like, okay, I mean it. I can kind of see why it was sexy, and then I'm like, no, this is just pathetic now. Like, you know, have a little bit of self-respect. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, you will find better. You got a lot going for you. Yeah, you need just, some self-respect. Yeah. Um, yeah, she doesn't respect you. Why? You, you know. Why yeah, you yeah. There, there'll be someone else out there for you. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, you know, as as you're talking about this, and I'm thinking about what you were saying about how it's, you know. Um, viewed as sexy music in general. Yeah, I I just realised like they've got that "I'll Make Love to You" song, which well, that, it, yeah is exactly yes, that's exactly you're correct. I mean, it's explicitly yeah. stating. <laughs> yeah, like you cannot argue that that's not a sexy song. No, there's no there's no metaphor there, is there? No. 
Very not direct. A metaf- <laughs> not a yeah. metaphor to be seen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call it, call it how it is. Um, <laughs> all right. Song, song four, then, is a song that makes you happy. So you went for Cost of Love by Beck Sandwich. Yeah. Huge Beck Sandwich fan. Um, yeah. They've just got this joyous, nostalgic uh, kind of undertone to all of their songs. And, um, uh, yeah, Beck uses they, them pronouns and is, uh, yeah, is just an a- absolute legend. Like, I, I love all of their music. Um, I've had Beck on high rotation for months now and... Um, yeah, I, I just really love them. And Cost of Love came out not that long ago. And right. uh, I actually, yeah, it was a few months ago, I think. And I actually, I had tickets to go to the launch of the song here in Melbourne. And, um, yeah, something came up and I didn't make it to it. And I was genuinely gutted. It's like, I, I don't think I've seen Beck live yet. But, yeah, just so yeah. many bops and Cost of Love just, immediately puts a smile on my dial i love it yeah yeah um okay that, that makes sense because mm. i was listening to it thinking like it's not necessarily i mean certainly lyrically it's not a very happy song no yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no lyrically it's not i mean yeah it's a it's essentially yeah about you know someone not wanting to make the sacrifices to make the investment to be in a proper relationship with someone. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so the the cost of love is like that, um, yeah, the whole notion of, you know, having to, yeah, make some sacrifices and, and do some work to be in a relationship. And I guess really the yeah. sentiment in the song is that the cost of love is too great for the other person, really. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's not it's not particularly upbeat. I I think that it probably makes me happy. I think most of Beck's music makes me happy because there's just um, like I don't know if you agree with this, Shane, but there's just such a nostalgic like late eighties, early nineties kind of vibe to the track. Big time. And yeah, uh, yeah, and I I love that kind of music and so yeah even though you're absolutely right like the lyrics aren't particularly joyful um yeah the song as a whole makes me really happy yeah no it's yeah it 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 was a lot of fun it was only when i started paying attention to the lyrics i was like "Ooh, okay yeah Um, yeah, that happened to me yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah Uh, yeah, because the lyrics are so like they're so well like it's so withering it's it's it feels like someone just at the end of their rope in a long-term relationship. Yeah. And the things that they pick out of, like, um, you make you, like you make problems when there's no solution. Um, mm-hmm. Like, you cry for no reason. It's stuff that's, like, like that. Th- that's not silly stuff at the start of a relationship. That's, like, you have grown completely weary of a person in a relationship. You're just, like, worn out. Mm. Um which I thought was just like I thought that was really quite interesting. Um, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, I think those lyrics. Are, sorry, go on. sorry, the 
Yeah, those, those lyrics are really visceral. Like if you've ever been, yeah, in in a relationship that's run its course like that. Like yeah. I remember as well. Like I was sort of bopping along to the song the first few times I heard it, and I was just loving it. And then when I really tuned yeah. into the lyrics and got to learn the lyrics, I was like, oh wow. Um, yeah, like the, it's quite a dire situation. But you know, having been in relationships like that in the past, I was like. Becca's well, and and I, you know, if there were if there were co-writers, they've absolutely hit the nail on the head for how it feels right. when when you sort yeah. of get to to that point in a relationship, um, like just perfectly yeah. summarised it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I'll say very quickly because my wife listens. That's not how I'm feeling, um, <laughs> but um, the, uh, musically. And, uh, <laughs> Elle, if you're listening, that's not how I feel also. <laughs> she won't listen, but just... <laughs> it's good to have that insurance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. Um, but musically... So, so um, I, I, read, I read an interview where Beck was talking about uh, their song and they said, if Shania Twain and Daft Punk met at an 80s aerobics class, sweatily hooked up and had a gay baby, it would be named Cost of Love. Amazing. Which you, you can't really say it much better than that, can you? No, that's bang on. <laughs> I love that, and it's absolutely yeah. spot on. It's <laughs> so good. Yeah. yeah, that's a great song. Yeah, I yeah, and I'm I'm, I'm really into. It's, it's something I've really come around to in the last year is, is pop music, but especially like eighties pop. That's like yes. a, an era that I've sort of not really not really given any time of day to, and. Like there's a lot of there's a lot of artists making that like like really interesting synthy pop, um, yeah. Now, which I which I yeah I really really like. Same. Um, yeah. Have you listened to um, Jackie Lumsden? I have not. No. Um, she has a song called Closer. Mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, like if if you if you like eighties pop if you like this kind of music, it's it's brilliant. You should listen to that. Awesome. I'll listen. Absolutely. Where's Jackie from? Uh, Melbourne. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've had her on the show. I uh, Do you know Annie Lumsden? Like, yeah. Uh, Annie and Lena? Yeah. I know Annie, yeah. Uh, right. J- Jackie's Annie's sister. Ah, cool. Yeah. I love Annie. Um, what a yeah. bright spark in the world Annie Lumsden is. <laughs> yeah. She's a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> yeah. She, oh, she did cool. the, she did the, she's done the podcast as well and it was like it's one of the most chaotic episodes I've ever done um, <laughs> song five is a song that makes you sad so you went for another chance by Roger Sanchez yeah yeah I did um beautiful song I love this song very nostalgic for me as well I was a big fan of it in my teens um Probably the reason that was the first thing that sprung to mind was because have you ever seen the video clip? To no. it's oh, go and watch it after. It's okay. Essentially, um, I haven't watched it for years and years and years, but I'm pretty sure it's a woman is holding a massive heart and sort of like walking through the city and like as she's like getting rejected and like treating badly and whatever the heart's getting smaller and smaller 
Right. Okay. And it's just the saddest thing to watch. Right. Like, okay. it, it's just brutal. Like, even talking about it right now, like, it's just taken me straight back to, like, how emotional that film clip is. But, yeah. Um, yeah, just, just really sad. Like, just, they've managed to, um, yeah, uh, capture the essence of, you know, feeling really sort of downtrodden and like nothing's going your way, yeah. like just in a sort of three-minute three minute clip. But I, I love this song. I think it's a ripper of a song, but, yeah, it it absolutely brings me down. Right, okay. Gotcha. Mm. Mm. Okay, I will I will check that out. Yeah, it's like, um... I mean, if you're in the mood to have your mood absolutely <laughs> ruined... <laughs> If you're in the yeah. mood for despair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, do, would, do you ever do you ever do that, though? Like, do you ever, like, deliberately, like, when you say, like, I know you said, said that as a joke, but are you ever in the mood to, like, sort of just feel that for a bit? Is that ever something that you do? Yeah. Yeah, I am. And not... Not typically when I genuinely am flat or a bit down or whatever. Sure. Like if I'm just having, a, you know, I'm in that in just a typical kind of bad mood kind of way. But, you know, like I, I've got mates who if they're, um, you know, having a rough day or whatever will like really lean into that. Whereas like I'm the opposite. Yeah. I'll, I'll try and pull myself right. out of that. But. But, yeah, every now and then I definitely have this craving for, like, listen to music that's, like, yeah, a a bit emotional or, you know, a a bit dark or, like, whatever it is. Um, Yeah, definitely. But I I think probably the opposite of being in a bad mood and leaning into it, I think... I think I'd probably do that when I was, like, in a really good mood. I'd be like, oh, yeah, I'll just listen to some... Yeah, you could... And maybe because it doesn't bring your mood down, you can just appreciate the... Music for what it is. Yeah, sure. Okay. Mm. Yeah, it makes sense. Mm. Yeah. So we talk about that a lot in the show, like sort of the the different sides to it, you know, like the, the, their songs and their like videos or movies and stuff like that that'll like pull you into uh, a sad space and then there are songs that yeah. are quite useful for just like sitting in it, like when you're already in that kind of mood. Yeah. To just like, yeah, yeah. just like I'm just going to feel this for a bit. Yeah, um, sure. But I'll, I'll check. Out, I'll check out the video. Um, it was. It was actually. It was interesting for me to listen to this because the. It's a genre. I, again, like uh, I was very limited in terms of the music that I used to listen to. It was all like it was. If it was. If it was guitar based, that was that was me sorted. Um, yeah, sure. So pop music, dance music, hip hop. I just thought it was crap, basically. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of this kind of stuff that passed me by. Um, so it's like it's quite nice having something like this to go back to and like actually listen to because I'm aware of this song it's like it's quite a famous song yeah but I've never really properly listened to it before Um, yeah so it's quite nice having a chance to do that and yeah I I did really enjoy it yeah awesome yeah it's a it's a banger yeah I really like it yeah yeah alright perfect Uh, song 6 is a song to relax to so you've gone for bones by telling mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I love I love it. Um 
again, it was just the first sort of chill song that popped into my mind when I looked at the a song to relax to. But it's pretty chill. It's pretty low key. It also really um, sort of it's really moody to me. Like it, yeah. It kind of transports me. Um, it's almost like I can see it playing out, like lyrically, as a film in my mind. In a similar way to Beck Sandridge, it was really, um, like, really nostalgic to me when I heard Bones. I, like, you know, I, I easily could have also used Bones in that first category of, like, a song you immediately loved. And yeah. I, I, I did, um, yeah, I immediately just fell in love with it and I, I had it on repeat for ages. I, I absolutely love the song. Um, I think it's I think it's fantastic. It's um, yeah, uh, one of my favorite songs that I've come across uh, in the last few weeks. Certainly, song seven is a song from your preteen years. So you've gone for "Please Forgive Me" by Brian Adams. Yeah, th- this one popped into my mind because it was really popular when I was in year six, and I had this teacher. And he was cool. Everyone wanted him as a teacher. He was he was a cool teacher. And I loved him. There's a very funny story attached to this, really. I I did a triathlon when I was in year six. And uh-huh. um, what happened was there was a school assembly and this teacher, beloved teacher of mine, he announced all the people who had completed the triathlon Right. And they were all boys, and he didn't announce me. Okay. And I'd also gotten a third place trophy. Right. And I was really upset. Like, after the assembly, you know, I was like 11 or 12 years old, but I was really upset. And I was like, I even got a trophy. And Shane, like, there's no need for anyone to know that there are only three of us in my division, but <laughs> I still came third. <laughs> yep. I collected my trophy, but anyway, I basically, and this kind of cracks me up to think, because I'm, I'm quite assertive, but I wasn't when I was younger. But this is probably right. the first act of absolute assertion that I ever did in, in my life, sure. was I basically told my teacher he was a shithead. And... I was like, I did this triathlon, I came third, you didn't even mention me at assembly. And I remember he he was kneeling down next to my desk and I was really angry at him and he sang, please forgive me. <laughs> like he sang the first verse of please forgive me. Um, which also, you know... He was a funny guy, and it was. It, if you think about what the lyrics are, like it was grossly inappropriate, but that—that's not what he was going for. He was just—he was focusing on the please forgive me bit, and it was very amusing. It made me laugh, and it made me feel better. And right, yeah, I was like eleven or twelve, and so again, when I read a song from your preteen years, immediately I was like, "Lol, absolutely, Brian Adams, please forgive me." <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I need, I'll, need, I'll need to remember that one for uh, yeah for the next time I get in trouble with the wife or something. <laughs> yeah. um, I used it. 
I absolutely used yeah. it like beyond that point. Yeah, I was like, I'm still in that wow, joke. Hell yeah. I earned it because regardless yeah. of his apology, I still didn't get acknowledged for my efforts in the triathlon. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. You can forgive, but you won't forget. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Here I am talking about it, what, like nearly 30 years later. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Amazing, I love it. Um, song, song eight is a cover. So you're going for "Running Up That Hill" by Placebo. Yeah, huge fan of it. Um, I mean, uh, you know, as you'd know, Stranger Things recently made Kate Bush's "Running Up That Hill" a uh, a global sensation yet again. Um, yeah, big time. Big time. But um, and I really like Kate Bush's, but. I love Placebo's version. And I used to be a massive... I mean, I still am a massive Placebo fan. Um, yeah. And they released a covers album many moons ago. Running Up That Hill was one of the tracks on that. Um, the whole album right. is banger after banger. Like, the covers are all amazing. Um, yeah. But Running Up That Hill... Still on a high rotation for me. It's on my playlist, my, my standard playlist I go to every day. And... Yeah, I, I yeah. reckon it's perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've gone through I've gone through cycles with placebo because I um I I've said this before. It was they were the first band that I listened to, and I was like, oh okay, so I can enjoy a band but hate someone's voice. Yeah, okay. Um, I've sort of come around to it a little bit more, but yeah, at the time I was like, that's not for me. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> But no, I yeah, I did I did enjoy this. I think um, I think the, the main thing I would say about this uh, that I really enjoyed about it is that I think the there's there's a, uh, almost like a sort of sinister energy to this performance, mm-hmm. which I think it lends itself to the lyrics mm-hmm. of, um, quite nicely, which is um, yeah, which is always interesting. I think you know when it's sort of like. I, I definitely paid attention to the lyrics a lot more when I was listening to this version, and it definitely seemed to it worked with the sort of the like sort of foreboding energy that they were going with in their in their song. I really like. Mm. Mm, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's mm. it's very dark. Like it, yeah, it feels very sinister. Yeah, mm. yeah definitely. All right, perfect. Um, song nine then is a song that you would sing at karaoke. So you're going for Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories, Stay. Belter of a song. Um, I Can Sing It, which is a miracle. Okay. Um, right. I actually can sing, but I have a fairly deep voice. So I'm more, okay. I don't have the broadest range. Um, right. This is a super fun song, though, and it's a song that I can actually sing. Um, okay. And... Just before you asked me to do this podcast, I'd been having a conversation with some mates about our karaoke go-to songs, and okay. uh, this this would be in in my top five, I reckon. Okay. And um, the majority of of karaoke I've done in my life was done when I lived in Taiwan for six years, and very restricted, very restricted on the okay. English song side of things like it was in a lot of places it was pretty much Beatles or nothing so um 
Yeah, but pre pre those years, it, it, I reckon Lisa Loeb and Nine Stories would have been one for sure. Yeah. And I, I'm going to belt it out next time I go to karaoke just to prove my point. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's good. Okay, good. So this is... Um... So this is more of a strategic choice than just for your for your particular range then this is like this falls <laughs> probably yeah. but yeah. i also love the song it's such a good song yeah and it's fun to no, sing. absolutely like uh, yeah yeah <laughs> no I, 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 I like that about the karaoke question because then you get you i think you get a little bit of insight into you know what people are going for with karaoke like this what sort of vibes mm-hmm. because you know some people are like oh, i can't sing so i'll like i'll i'll rap or i'll do a duet or i'll do something that can sort of hide behind mm-hmm. some people can really sing so then they're like i'll, I'll belt this out um, yeah yeah i'll go whitney houston so that you can see what my skills are okay wow <laughs> that's, that's a big one not me not me people who can oh sing. <laughs> right okay that's what, yeah i, was, I, was say, wow. I, I um, can't go from having a deep voice and and a very um a very particular range to um, I Will Always Love You, like <laughs> what possibly one of the hardest yeah. karaoke songs to sing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's my fault. I should have picked up on that. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, one, of, one of my favourites is uh, Sam Peterson from Confessions. He, he mm-hmm. picked uh, Chandelier by Sia, specifically because he can't sing that. Yeah, it's I was about to say, I'd to love, him, like... I would love to hear Sammy trying to do justice yeah. to chandelier amazing yeah. I would, yeah i've said it before i'll pay money to see that yeah <laughs> yeah but stay is a good choice like it's a good it's a good like i don't know if that's um i don't know if that's maybe more of a popular song over in australia is it because it's not I don't know if it, it was pretty popular back in the day zeitgeist. here Right, yeah, okay. no, it, it it was popular for a while, but having said that, plenty of plenty of people wouldn't know what it is. I reckon it's probably fairly niche, right? Okay, like it was popular for That's a certain fine. period of time back in the day, and if you didn't jump on board it then, it would have just mm. like faded into oblivion. And now, if I were at karaoke with you, going, I'm going to do Lisa Loeb and Nine Story Stay, you'd be like, what does any of that mean? <laughs> <laughs> like back to the boys to men thing like i don't i don't know what the what the artist is what the song is it's just a bunch of words yeah <laughs> just word salad but this will do yeah exactly okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right then song 10 is a song that reminds you of a specific place so you've gone for cigarettes will kill you by benley yeah it, re- it reminds me of canberra like canberra specifically when I was um, a teenager, I guess, like, but it just transports me straight back there. Um, right. Big Ben Lee fan, um, loved this song, and um, yeah, used to listen to it a lot when yeah when I was in my teens in Canberra, and uh, yeah, just transports me straight back there. Like I can see my school when I hear that song. Yeah. Mm. Right, okay. Mm. Is Benley a, a Canberra artist? No. I don't know where Ben's originally from, now that you say that. I want to say Sydney, but I don't know if that's true. Right. Um, but it's just more, more of that sort of, that time then, I guess. 
Yeah, it's it, it, it's definitely to do with the time and the place. Um, right. okay. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'd even seen Ben live by that point, but yeah, I just I just really loved him, um, and I still do. I love his new album. Um, I lo- yeah, he's a he's a legend as well. Like he's a hmm. he's a very funny bloke, Ben. Um, yeah, I bumped into him at the airport actually really recently. But yeah, he's he's a champion, and this yeah, just huge huge um, flashbacks like straight to yeah. And it's funny as well how music connects you back to a time and a place. And like yeah. for me, I can see what that place was like at that time when I listened to a song like this. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Yeah. I love how nostalgic music is. Yeah. Mm. I, um, I can see my mates gathered around that, you know, I'm I'm not friends with anymore. But you know, and I barely I barely think of them. <laughs> but when, yeah. if I hear that song, like immediately, I see exactly the people who would have been around when I was listening to that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I I mean that's that's kind of the reason I picked this category. Is it's one of those things I really love about music. Is you know it, it does sort of transport you back to particular places or particular events um mm. yeah which is lovely but um again great song like i, I, I was just asked if he was a, a canberra artist because i've not i've not come across benley before and um yeah great song really really liked it again another one I'll, I'll probably have in rotation for a bit awesome all right song 11 is a song that reminds you of a specific person so you went for blinking pigs a little dragon yeah, this is one of my all-time favourite songs and it reminds me of my old housemate, Sarah, which is a godsend because I, I discovered Little Dragon and Blinking Pigs in particular when I was in this um, I was in this terrible relationship and I was living with Sarah and we had this big old house that we used to live in in, in the west of Melbourne here in, in a place called Footscray and... We had, yeah, we had a really cool life over there together. And then, yeah, I was in this, it was very short term, but I was in this dreadful relationship. And I remember Little Dragon was coming out and and uh, this relationship ended. And uh, this person had just bought me tickets to Little Dragon as a gift. And then that was sort of one of their parting things that they said to me where like when I sort of you know ended things they they were like well looks like you're not going to little dragon and which is a strange thing to say to someone but I was like okay good and so when I saw this category I blinking pigs was the first thing that sprang into my mind and what I really liked about it as well was that my association with it is with Sarah who was my housemate at the time and you know, we both went through highs and lows in relationships and numerous breakups over the, you know, four and a half years that we were living together. And we, you know, we had a really great relationship and we helped each other through like a lot of stuff. And and it had this additional layer to me that I love that Blinking Pigs doesn't remind me of this terrible relationship and this, you know, pr- yeah. pretty dark person that I was with. And instead it um, reminds me of... Um, Sarah and and our great friendship because it could it really could have gone either way, but it means yeah, that I still get yeah. to love blinking pigs. 
I was gonna say, yeah, that could, that's, yeah, that was, it's quite precarious in a way. Totally. Yeah. Because I was obsessed with the song as well, and it was like, I I easily could have lost it to that terrible relationship. But instead, I came out victorious, and it just reminds me of Sarah and what what a rock she was and what a great relationship we had. Yeah. Oh, that's brilliant. Mm. That's brilliant. I, I, I absolutely love that. Like, I, yeah. Not breakups, but I've gone through something not dissimilar recently, and yeah, there's been a little bit of that for me trying to like almost reclaim certain memories, certain places, certain songs. Yeah, that, like they do have very strong memories connected with like these people who I'm no longer connected to, and yep. no longer have that love for, and um, yeah, it's 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 quite a tricky thing to do, um. So yeah, it's 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 actually I I actually really like that that it's like for you that that connection's already been made. Like it's yeah. like rewired to be like the positive rather than the negative from that situation. Totally, because I did I did nothing for that to happen. That's just what my brain decided right. to do. And yeah. um and you know, like as you say, it's I mean, what, it's all about neural pathways, isn't it? So it's something that you can actively yeah, work yeah, yeah. on to create for yourself as you're saying you're, um, you know, trying trying to do with with memories and certain things with with these lost connections, but um, it was really nice to not have to go through that work, and <laughs> also at the time I probably wasn't in a headspace where it would have even occurred to me to try to like salvage yeah, sure. anything like that. Whereas now, yeah, a few years down the track, like I'm, yeah, I, I probably would be like, no, no, I'm gonna. I'm going to reassociate that, so and you know, yeah, reclaim that for myself. But it was nice; I didn't even have to worry about it. Just I got to keep blinking pigs, yeah. and uh, it makes me yeah think about nice times I had with Sarah. So that's cool. Beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Great song as well. Like like I really really love this song. Um, it's a beauty. Again, not, it, not not come across it before, but yeah, it's. Um, yeah, it's like it, it. It sort of put me back to. You know, there was like a, a time where I was into similar kind of music. It was like a little bit more sort of synthy, a little bit more poppy, but kind of like indie music at the same time. Yep. Um. But yeah, it's 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 beautiful and so good. It's just the yeah, catchiest okay. chorus. Yeah, yeah, that's really really nice. All right, perfect. Speaking of catchy choruses, song twelve is something would have to. <laughs> You're going for gold by Spandu Ballet. I sure have. Uh, the way the the way I sort of tried to break down this category was yeah. I I just thought about what about a song that could like completely shift my mood immediately, and um, the easiest point of reference for me was like on the odd occasion when I just cannot think of anything worse than going out on stage. What song right. do I play that instantly gets me into show mode and it's Spandau Ballet's Gold? And right. even if I'm not feeling like I don't want to go out on stage, but I just feel like I need something to, like, rile me up for, like, an absolute crusher, I'll blast yeah, sure. Spandau Ballet's Gold, like, in my headphones, side of stage, just before I go out. And then, like, right. it'll just immediately just knock me into kick it in the dick mode. Like, 
and I'll just go out there and I'll just I'll have this it just this heightened level of energy and uh yeah. it's just a boost I needed. So I love it. What a banger. Yeah. Yeah. This is one of those songs that I think Spando Ballet get a little bit of a sort of a bad rap, I think, maybe just in the UK, but like just like a bit of a sort of I don't know, a bit cringe. But oh, hundred percent over here as well. Yeah, and most definitely. This is one. Of the, this is such a ubiquitous song. Like it's everywhere, and everyone knows it. Like even if you don't really know Spanish ballet, like you'll know this song. So it, I, I do this a lot with with some music where it's like I've heard it, I know it. I don't need to pay any attention to it. So I would never actively choose to listen to this. Mm. Um, so again, I'm really glad I had to because. What a fucking song! It's so <laughs> good. Like, like, it's, it's, it's one of those where you can sort of you listen to it and then you're like, okay, well, this is why it became one of the biggest songs because it's just epic. Like, and it does, like it, it does, it just makes you feel like that. Like, you can do anything. Like, you are gold. Like, it's totally always believe in your soul. It's yeah, it's brilliant. It's an anthem, and you're right. Like, spend our ballet. Yeah, it's the same over here. People are like, lol. Like, it's almost... Yeah, people treat Spandau Ballet like a joke and I absolutely could not name another one of their songs. And I've never had any interest in finding out. But I've always been a massive fan of gold and, like, it particularly became a uh, bigger deal to me when I realised that it, yeah, was just the perfect pump-up track pre-gig and every now and then you need one of them like you're just a bit tired or you've been doing too many gigs or whatever it is and yeah having them yeah screaming your gold like down the down the line at you before you walk on perfect damn right i am yeah yeah so yeah Uh, yeah they're a bit like that in the uk as well i think i think one of the things is like um martin kemp who's um he's a bass player but he's kind of like he's he's one of those people now that's kind of like a celebrity for being a celebrity mm. in the UK now. You know, mm. one of those. It's mm-hmm. just everywhere. Um but like I don't mind it. Like he's really nice and funny and charming and all the rest of it. So like he's like and he's he seems very genuine, very sweet. So he's one of those people that appears everywhere that you're not like I'm not mad about it. I don't I don't mind sure. it. Um but yeah. I, so but again it's sort of like because he's sort of like super friendly and nice and everything it doesn't really lend itself to like a cool musician if that makes mm. sense so again, yeah like, totally. I think that's maybe one of the reasons again that i've not really connected with spando ballet but yeah a great song absolutely amazing song yeah it's a belter it absolutely is yeah all right song 13 then is a song that someone introduced you to so you went for pioneer to the falls by interpol yeah, first one that sprang to mind. Um, so my partner is an Interpol fan and a few years back, um, we hadn't been together for very long, but uh, Interpol came out to Melbourne and right. I knew she was a big fan, so got us tickets and I didn't really know any of their music, but I, you know, I, I got around it um, in the lead up to this, to this concert and so inadvertently really... Um, Elle introduced me to Interpol and then Pioneer to the Falls was like the real standout track for me. And it's right. 
it's it's like a dirge, like it's like gritty and like it's so hard to explain, but it, it also looks really funny in the context of the playlist that I've sent you. Like it's just completely <laughs> different to everything else on it. But um yeah. yeah, I love it. I think it's a great song. Yeah. No, I really like it. I think Interpol I think I think dirge is a good word actually. I think um Interpol have been on the like songs have featured on the on the show a fair bit. Mm-hmm. And I I think one of the things that was sort of observed about it before is like they kind of like the the music kind of like drags you down mm. in a way. But in a in a way that like is quite relaxing. So it's not like it drags you into a sort of like depressive state or anything like that. It's just like it sort of it's almost like it forces you to slow down and mm. take a beat, which I think is like because it's it, like it's been in the sort of relaxing category a couple of times and I think that's why I quite like them. Um but yeah, there's just there's just something about it that's like very I don't know, very compelling and but yeah, I think I think I think dirge is a good word for them actually. Yeah, so it's compelling. Yeah. It's like a real darkness to Pioneer to the Falls, but yeah, I, I really like yeah. it. And and also, you know, saying that it it's you know forces you to sort of take a beat rather than putting you in a depressive state. Like, I think yeah. that's a really good description as well. Like, it's yeah, it gives you space for pause, but yeah, yeah, it never it never brings me down. But yeah, it's also funny the perception, like when you don't know a band, like how you assume mm. they are. And then when you right. listen to them, like I always thought Interpol was like way poppier. Like I have oh, no yeah. idea why, but I thought they were like poppy. And then when when I started listening to them before we went to see them, I was like, oh, wow. Like I couldn't have been further yeah. off. Like, but I pro- I, I don't know. I, I probably had wires crossed with another band or something. But anyway, I re- yeah. yeah, I love this song. And um, yeah, there's a fair bit of their work that I like. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Right. Good on you, Interpol. <laughs> if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, if you're listening, they will be. <laughs> yeah, big fans. Big fans. Um, all right, song 14, and it's a song you wouldn't expect to like, so you went for To the Moon and Back by Savage Garden. Yeah, and the, the only reason that this sprang to mind was that my older sister had it on a high rotation when I was younger, and because okay. it wasn't my choice... Um. Whenever it like comes on the radio or something, and not when I'm listening to Triple J, but when when I'm listening to like right. the, the the gold radio station, like the hits of yesteryear, um, yeah, I'm always I'm always stoked to hear it pop up, and just right. the amount that you know we were forced to listen to it as children, I uh, I'd anticipate that I wouldn't enjoy the song, but I love it, I really love it, yeah. and I love Darren Hayes, um, he's a legend, he's a gay icon and he's done a lot for the lgbtiqa plus communities and yeah i it's a belter of a song mm. so when when you were listening to this back in the day then you weren't you weren't as on board then at that point no i mean my sisters and i used to have sing-alongs to it but it was heavily driven by our older sister who's always been a massive savage garden and darren hayes fan right. so we were sort of the reluctant backup singers um okay but 
Yeah, I, ne- I never hated it, but it's more just that she played it incessantly. And because yeah, sure. it wasn't our choice, you'd imagine that it, that would be enough to be a repellent when you're older and you have the choice right. to not listen to it. But, yeah, I, I reckon I like it more now than I did then, though. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I know, what, I know what you mean. Like, my, my my brother and I, I think we had very similar tastes in music, actually, so we didn't really have that conflict as much. It was more sort of my dad who had his, like... He was very enthusiastic about his music, which, I mean, I'm just sort of coming around to it now a lot more. Um, but yeah, at the time, it it was this it was a similar kind of thing. It was just sort of the how enthusiastic he was and how much he played it was like a little bit off putting. Mm. Like you know, if you sort of if you just sort of put that out there and let me listen to it at my own time, maybe I'd be more on board. But the fact that you're constantly like listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, listen to this, and you're like, no. <laughs> Back off. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got my own thing going on, Dad. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's nice that you still like you know, you've you've come around a little bit more now. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. it's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> <laughs> that probably is the, the, the plot for a, a Hallmark movie at some point, isn't it? <laughs> it's gotta be. Yeah, yeah. It's probably like, you know, you've got the older sister who's really into Christmas and Christmas music. And then the sort of more grinchy sister. In fact, I've probably watched that. I've probably watched that movie. During, like, when we had Christmas <laughs> in lockdown, that was my, what me and my wife did was like, you know, uh, when we were like we weren't we weren't furloughed we were working from home and work was really quiet mm-hmm. so we basically like take two hour breaks and uh stick on like really bad christmas movies so amazing yeah I've, I've seen a lot of them and honestly like as i said as i pitched that to you now kirsty i'm thinking i've i think i've actually already watched it <laughs> i'm just telling you the just plot of something i've already seen yeah exactly exactly amazing um yeah, anyway, um, song 15 then is a song you think everyone should listen to. So you've gone for Cheerleader by Teenage Dads. Yeah, I just got onto it recently and I just really like it. I think it's a little ripper. Again, this yeah. I, there could have been 500 answers to this, but I thought I'd go really low-key and just go, this is a song I discovered recently and I really enjoy and I think everyone else should enjoy it also. Yeah, yeah. I have I've, I've, I've had a few people really overthink this category. <laughs> it's like everyone should listen to like who is this everyone and how are you getting them to listen to it and um, yeah 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 and intense. does um, it need to be poignant? Yeah. Does it have to have a message? Is it meant to make the world <laughs> better? And I, I and I was like, no. Nah, what song do I like that I reckon everyone else should like too? Yeah, this will do. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I like I, I do like having different takes on it and people who interpret it in different ways but yeah I think most of the time Route 1 what's a great song what, like, what, what song would you want to get people into um, and yeah again another great song like, I, I really really like this one um, I think it maybe took me a couple of listens to really connect with but um, as you said like really really boppy chorus and mm. um, so so much fun like just like yeah. just a pure fun energy um, totally and it's the one I did I did see the video for and it's kind of like 
chaotic and fun and a bit strange but um but yeah it's it's just got that yeah it's just the I can't think of another way to say fun energy, but it's just got a really fun energy. Yeah, it does. That's bang on. That's why I love it. Yeah. Mm. Okay. And a lovely note to end on there, Christy. So, um, thanks very much. Do you have anything you want to plug or promote while I have you? Oh, um, I mean, if you've got any listeners in Australia, I just had my first stand-up comedy special released on Paramount+. Plus. Uh, you could check that out. It's called Silver Linings. Um, otherwise, I'm on all social media, TikTok, Insta, Twitter, before it spontaneously combusts, um, <laughs> at Kirsty Wiebeck. <laughs> and if you're down under, um, yeah, I'm about to announce a new national tour for 2023, so get around that as well. And thanks so much for having me, okay. Shane. No worries. Thanks for coming on. Appreciate it. And that is it for episode 52 of Mixed Deep Identity. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you are listening to this the day of release and you're in Melbourne, then please go and check out Kirsty at the Melbourne International Comedy Festival. Uh, all the reports I've seen have been glowing about uh, Kirsty's show, so go and check that out. Uh, and the national tour that she was talking about uh, has been announced, so there are dates in Perth, Brisbane and Sydney throughout May. So if you're in any of those cities go and check that out all the links are in the description so you can check out the website uh twitter instagram and all the details will be there if you like this show and you want to support it you can do that financially through uh, coffee so we have a link set up which is in the description of the podcast uh, if you want to throw a couple of quid for an episode that you've enjoyed with no monthly obligation you can do that um you can also set up a monthly obligation if you prefer um if you can't do that if you're not in a position to do that then please do support the show in other ways tell your friends uh, talk about it tweet about it share it on your instagram story all that good stuff it really really does help the podcast so the more we can do there the better and, and i really appreciate it i'll be back next week for episode 53 so in the meantime look after yourself i'll speak to you then <laughs>